Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poor, and my guest today is Chip. Uh-oh. Chip. Fashana. And Chip is an artist in the city of Albany, and we're going to discuss the art scene in the Capital District. So as we spoke before, Chip, you've been in the the, uh, Albany area for a couple of years. Can you tell everybody how art in the Capital Capital District is evolving? You think this is a good hub? You know, it's evolving Albany and Troy is evolving into a wonderful hub for artists. So can you talk about that a little bit? Definitely, definitely. Um, I just want to start by saying thank you very much for having me on your program. And uh, I'm honored to be here. Thank you, thank you. And I I appreciate you taking an interest in the local art scene. It's something that's near and dear to me. Um, I also go by Ferdbot, F-E-R-D-B-O-T. I'm a public muralist and sculptor and so I just wanted to give a little self-plug there and let people know that I also go by that name. Um, I've been in the this, the capital region here, um, living in Albany for the past oh, 20 years plus now. And uh, I started here as a business person. I worked for a company called ADP, Automatic Data Processing, for a number of years. Um, they they uh, gave me a promotion to come to Albany initially in the 90s. And um, then I worked for Johnson & Johnson for a short stint. So uh, after that, uh, shortly after that, moving to Albany, I, I did a 180 in life and became an artist. So I've experienced uh, both sides of things. So it's uh, been an interesting way for me to uh, look at things and, and see uh, culture and uh, uh, professional work and so on in this area. Um, so to answer your question, um, I feel I think we're having this interview because you and I met and um, we were discussing some of the exciting things going on in our area. Um, I'm an artist who I'm an artist who has um, six years. Well, I should say about a decade ago, I did. I started doing what I saw a lot of um, artists um, have done traditionally, in my opinion, in this area is they sort of get their chops up in the capital region and then they move to larger marketplaces like New York or San Francisco or LA or whatnot, like any, any variety of bigger cities with um, once again, larger marketplaces. Um, so um, having known that that's the trend uh, about a decade ago, I started going down to Brooklyn and uh, in New York city and having art shows and uh, building. I'm a designer as well. Uh, and sculptor and so I was looking for opportunities and there weren't really enough here for me at the time Um, and so I was looking to a larger marketplace and getting some really good opportunities and working with some cool designers on some really interesting projects and I could tell you stories all day but um, uh, I did that for about uh, 
four years, I guess. And then um, just by, I guess, happenstance of sorts and my personal life and friends, I had an opportunity to start going out to Southern California, uh, San Diego. Um, um, but when in California, I sort of travel around. I go to L.A. and, and San Francisco as well. Uh, anyways, the, the point being is that I was I started going there for the past six years um, for a larger marketplace to ex- expand my work and my name, my brand, I should say. And um, so with that, all that being said, I'm leading to, to a, an answer to your question here. Um, I was on a trajectory to move to, to San Diego. I was getting my network developed before I actually made the plunge and lived there full time. And, um, you know, was really working towards that. But then the last two years, things actually started changing here in the area. And this is the exciting part of the conversation we're having is um, as an artist with all, with all those stories being said, I am re-intrigued and recommitted to this area because I've seen um, the local administrations embrace the arts, um, New York state embracing the arts. Um, uh, Troy is a phenomenon of sorts. I think our whole region is, we've seen the swell of um, hundreds of, of uh, creatives from New York City moving up into the Hudson Valley over the past decade. And now it's actually swollen up to me seeing it firsthand here on a daily basis, not just a once in a while thing in hearsay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing um, film crews from independent film crews all the time when I go to the coffee shop on Lark Street or in downtown Troy. Um, I'm seeing uh, new uh, murals going up all the time. Tony Idesico, uh I don't think I'm pronouncing his name exactly correctly, at Albany Center Galleries. He has a last name like mine. It's hard to pronounce. Um, he's doing a, a great job with the Capitol Walls. Uh, Matt, Pe- Matt Peter at the Parking Authority has been uh, an, an integral part, and their relationship has been an integral part of us seeing a colorful and visual city in our downtown area. Um, guys like Jeff Buell investing in tons of buildings here at a time when I thought, like, wow, and I think I wasn't alone in thinking, wow, what's this guy doing? He's buying these buildings. The place has been sort of flatlined for a while. But now in a short hindsight, I see, wow, this guy has a really great vision. And uh, not not only him, but a, a lot of people. I did a, some work for Brian McCandless out in uh, North Troy this past summer and did a huge mural project out there, which I'm very proud of. And I was really excited to be supported by the, um, Elizabeth Reese from the uh, Art Center of the Capital Region. Uh, Barbara Nelson at TAP Incorporated, which is a really cool organization doing a lot of community art development, uh, people development, young people development. Um, these people are getting young folks engaged in the arts at a young age, and it, it's really cool to see that. Our community is coming together, and I think the first step that I think we all sort of know is that like art, that's where art can really make a difference when communities are about to start burgeoning. It's a great, it it is an investment for administrations and for communities to put some money into the arts because we artists need money to survive. We don't just do the stuff for free. We have to pay our bills too. Um, But, you know, with that, I think it's one of the cheapest ways that a community can like just visually become nicer and audibly become nicer and so on. Um, make a, make our communities feel better through um, what we have here. I think 
uh, a plethora of our uh, do-it-yourself people. And I think that's the difference between us and these bigger marketplaces is that as a creative, as a maker, as an artist, you can get yourself a little storefront or or whatever, and you can get involved and you can you're hang your shingle, I think, <laughs> for lack of a better term. There's opportunities for artists here. I'm almost hesitant to, like, say this in the public arena. I don't want <laughs> too many people coming from outside of the area, but that's sort of a double-edged sword. I do want people, you know, you want to see development. And, yeah, I think I'm being long-winded, but I hope I answered your question there. So um, for the average person who might not be plugged into the arts community who would like something to do go out like on a Friday or Saturday night or learn more about it. What's the best way that somebody could learn a lot about art in the capital region? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily the best equipped to answer that, but off the top of my head, I know that All Over Albany was a really good website uh, that I've looked at before for things to do in the area. Um, mm-hmm. I know the, I, I know that the uh, collaborative magazine is really great. Anytime I've picked that oh, up. Right. It, yeah. They, they, to me, when I read the collaborative, they're informing me of things that I don't know about and that I want to know about because I think a lot of the, well, I, I can say from personal experience for many years, I feel like a lot of the best things to do in our area are sort of underground uh, or a little bit under the surface, you know, not totally underground, but like you have to sort of, you can't just look on the surface. If you look a little deeper <laughs> and once again, your question was, <laughs> where do you find that stuff out? Once again, I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. the best equipped when I was younger. I think I was more dialed into the scene. Um, I am a little bit now, but I have friends that are more. And uh, I, I find myself working in my studio or on projects all the time. So my life has become a little boring that way. But I'm, I'm trying to get myself more reassimilated with the things going on in the scene. Um, so, so, yeah, I know that, you know, Instagram is a great resource for me. You know, you can network through there and find out what people – see some cool people and see friends have friends and there's stuff to, to look at. Um, there are really cool places like that do DIY music shows in Albany. There's this place called the Chateau, uh, which is really cool. And that's on Instagram. Um, and they have do it yourself, uh, music shows with some of the most talented, uh, independent music making people here in the area. Um, a DJ TGIF I met recently, Craig, great young man, super dynamic guy who's doing, amazing things with bringing community together and hip hop music. And he's empowering other people here in the area. Uh, once again, with this really positive attitude and great quality uh, material that he's putting out there. DJ true master uh, is uh, one of my favorite. Uh, I'll call him celebrity because he's a celebrity around here. And he really, if you look at how this guy does, um, presents himself in the public arena. Um, it's really just super classy, I guess, for uh, for lack of a better word. I have a lot of respect for him and um, a variety of other artists. I could list independent artists here all day, but um, you were asking for resources. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, so there you go. over the years, 
over the years that you've been in Albany, how do you think the arts have enhanced the Capital District? When I first moved to Albany 20-some years ago on Larch Street, I was right near Larch Street. I moved into Willett Street. Um, when I got here, um, the, I think the, right around that time, the QE2 was actually still open. And um, it seemed, and from all the things that I learned over the next 20 years of my life, from hearing all the old stories and meeting a lot of the at that time, there were tons of musicians walking around this area, amazing, amazing jazz musicians, amazing punk rockers. There were people that were celebrities, but that were just sort of walking around. And I think a lot of people in the community didn't even know that they were celebrities. I was friends with the, with the guys at Lark Street Guitar Shop, which is now not there anymore. But the, at the time, it was an iconic place where you where, um the highest end guitar players in the world would come. This was before the internet (laughs) and they would come physically to Lark street to go shop for the best guitars in the world. I was lucky enough to become friends with, uh, with Buzzy, the the iconic owner of that place and John Whipple, who's uh, uh, a friend of mine. And I, I met celebrities in the shop. We walked, Brian Setzer. I don't know if everybody knows who that is. He's the guy, the stray cat strutting guy. I randomly walked him up to the Palais Royale to have a couple beers in the middle of the day on a Tuesday once, I remember, and we got stopped 20 times for him to give autographs. Um, my point is is that when I got here, this was a huge music town. Um, not only those guys I'm talking about from the QE2 and uh, the Lark Street Guitar Place, but Nick Brignola, Nick Brignola the number one baritone saxophone player in the world would play every Sunday at Justin's where Savoy is now on Lark Street. Um, mm-hmm. they would, he would play, he would play, I think almost every Sunday for brunch. So there was this deep, rich history of music in Albany for musicians was known all over the world as this place. And um, we had a lot of venues for that. And so that, that creative energy was just explosive. I, I was a business guy at the time and me, I was the first creative venture I had in my life was playing the guitar, but I was like a sucky guitarist at that time I was learning, but I met all these guys and I ended up taking lessons from some of them and I've gotten to be a lot better player through it. I've never gotten to any level like those guys, but I'm able to, you know, enjoy myself with other musicians playing and so on. And I, I know some amazing musicians now who live in this area I could list off, but it's not the time to do that. Um, my point is, is that this place from when I got here has been loaded with creative talent. And at that time it was a destination for those people and there was a market for it. They would get paid to do what they did. And then there was this trend over this like up and down graph sort of thing that I saw happen that sort of fizzled away and culture changed in the ways that we communicate changed and the world changed a little. And so that sort of phased out of here, but it didn't completely leave us. The remnants of that are still around. And there's also different, obviously different kinds of amazing musicianship burgeoning right now starting. And so when I had this recent pop-up show where I, where I met you on Lark street, um, mm-hmm. I, I met 
it just it was Larchery was literally a river of 20, young twenty something creative people walking by the space that I met, and I got to play music with them because I had a music set up in the shop. And um, it, it's there's a river of creative people here, but there aren't any venues now. Fast forwarding to now, the the support for the arts seemed to leave here for a good period of time, and now in a really positive way, I think the, the, in tying all this in, one of the big reasons that I recommitted to this area two years ago was that I saw very clearly um, that the, the administrations like Kathy Sheehan and the city of Albany, um, uh, the city of Troy, the, the, the city of Schenectady, they're, the, the mindset now is that they're behind the arts, they're putting money into it, they're open to creative ideas and they see us, us being the creative community as an asset and something that could really help. And so it's, I, I'm super excited to feel that from my side of things. It makes me feel whole as an artist. It makes me feel hopeful. It makes me feel like there's opportunity. And um, I'm hoping that we all can keep it really balanced and we can work with each other and support each other as artists and artists can connect with people who are in public administration, who are in state work, who are in, uh, you know, the private, private and corporate world. Um, you know, we can have a whole community. It's not just like artists are looked at as like these lazy people who sit on the side and then they do work for like really cheap or free. No, we're real people and we take ourselves seriously and, um, you know, we're, we're here to be a part of our community and uh, have self-respect and, and respect other people. What's, what I, what I feel, how I feel about artists is an artist might see anything, anything from a specific perspective. Their perspective might be a little different than, their next door neighbor or their uh, cousin or sister or brother, and they have the courage to execute that vision. And I think when a bunch of different visions, you know, are, are exhibited through art, it really makes people think, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I never thought of it that way. And I think from my perspective, that's why art is so important. I agree 100%. I think that's the most valuable thing you can get out of art. You know, it's just having your mind stimulated. And then, like, for example, watching, for me, I, I, I like to watch a lot of movies. I get inspired by movies and music. I'm a visual artist now. I'm talking about music here a lot, but I paint, <clears throat> I paint murals. And I do play music all the time, but I, I, paint murals, I make paintings, I, I make public sculpture, um, but I'll use movies as an example. I'll watch a great movie, and then like a week later, something happens in life, and the way that I dealt with it or viewed it was really impacted in a great positive way by the film that I watched the week before. I mean, there's nothing more powerful than that. You know, that's like to really just change the way that we look at the world. I'm, I'm compounding upon your point, but I, you know, there's nothing greater that you can get out of art. 
So um, do you think that people from artists from the five boroughs are immigrating up here because it might be a little cheaper for them? And in the process, because of the migration from New York City, do you think that's one of the reasons why the art community in the Capital District is growing? I think that we've already we've always had some muscle here. There's good art programs here at uh, SUNY Albany. I actually took sculpture at SUNY Albany. Um, I'm a self-taught painter. Um, St. Rose, right here in the Larch Street neighborhood, has a great art program, uh, an amazing sculpture studio. I think that a lot of people who live right in the neighborhood have no ideas right under their noses. Uh, RPI, incredible digital arts program. I've worked with people on in all of these programs. Sage College, exceptional. Hudson Valley, exceptional art program. We have an ocean of creative people here. It's crazy. But once again, the trend has always been, and unfortunately, actually, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because something that I experienced at SUNY Albany and that I see in the uh, with the academia art folks in the area is they're sort of clicky and like self-inclusive and along with that they seem to try to direct all of their students mindsets and efforts to like New York per se or bigger places and they don't look right under their noses at these amazing opportunities that are here traditionally speaking I've attempted to try to change that mindset in over the years, but I sort of stopped a few years back. Um, I wish it would change more. I see it actually changing more. I see that a big part of the phenomenon of Troy, from what I've come to understand, and I don't know this for a fact, it seems like that RPI took a real great interest in, in the city of Troy a number of years ago, and now look what's happened. So I'm not saying that's just what happened because I don't know this, but it seems mm-hmm. like what I'm sitting here taking the strong stand on is actually changing, so I might just be griping, so I apologize. But I I found it stif- or not stifling, but really irritating when I went there to SUNY for sculpture that that was the mindset. And I was like, I'm from Lark Street. There's all these creative people, and these people are, like, preaching New York, New York, New York. And I'm like, no, we, it doesn't have to be like that. We have this – we're a small town, yeah, and you know, or a, a small city. A big town. What are we? At? You know, who knows? But it's right. a cool area. There's a plethora of amazing things here. You know, and, and we have our own amazingness that these folks and these creatives are moving up from New York, being like, "Wow, I can be in an urban environment, but in ten minutes, I can be in a beautiful outdoor scene." And huh. I, I, the common thing that I'm seeing from these folks coming up from the city that I'm meeting, other artists and stuff coming up from the city. And, and I'm meeting them because they want to network themselves like we do. And so we meet each other. And so what I, the, the thing that I hear the most is that it's naturally, it's a, and it's an adjustment because it's a slower-paced lifestyle. But that's actually what I think they end up liking. And I know that that's what I like. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing unexciting about that to me. It just depends on what people want, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, I don't know. I think it's just, it is what it's always been. You know, things are a little slower up here, but culture is starting to really evolve right now because we're getting some of that 
creative input and energy from from people moving up from New York and mixing it in with what we've already had here for a long time. And we're getting some of these folks who might have moved out in the past and they're like, wow, maybe I stay here and try to live in Troy or maybe I try to live near Lark Street and get this place off the ground because this place is starting to get off the ground right now in a really good way. You know, a lot of the shops that have been empty for a long time are filled. There's a lot of really cool little art and design shops, DIY, grassroots DIY, talented people, not bullshit, like really good quality stuff like Yamaguchi on Lark Street. This guy is making Mm -hmm. amazing work. He's a real artist making amazing work every day for people. People should stop by this guy's shop if they're around. Um, You know, Peck's Arcade in downtown Troy is a very progressive place. If you want to see a model for how to start an amazing business, they've done incredible things over there. So those are just a couple off the top of my head. Once again, I could, like, list them off. So um, in the final minutes of our show today, Chip, uh, give another plug for yourself. Um, my name is Chip Fashana, and I'm on Instagram as Ferdbot. It's F as in Frank, E, R as in red, D as in dog, B as in boy, O, T as in Tom, Ferdinand as a robot, Ferdbot. Um, and that's what I put on all of my work, um, as my tag. And you can see everything I do on there. It's one source. I keep it very simple. Um, I'm a painter. I actually have, uh, I curate the artwork at the Tavern Bar out in Troy. Um, and, uh, I do pop-up shows, uh, all the time and we're working on potentially opening an arts, uh, incubator here in the Lark Street area. That's terrific. So you've been listening to Chip Fashana and this is Cynthia Pooler focused on Albany and I will this show will be on WCAA so if you anybody listening to this would like to hear more of uh, Focus on Albany shows go to www.focusonalbany.com you can listen you could like uh, Focus on Albany on Facebook and follow on Twitter. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Chip. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Cynthia. Thanks very much for having me. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.